Hello, wonderful person. Hello, wonderful people. Let's start with ringing the bell. You can ring my bell, ring my bell. This appeared in the mail um, about a week and a half ago and without any explanation of who it was from. And I just found out who it's from. It's from a prominence program that I'm part of that I really do love. And um, it's about, for me, every time I ring it, I think it's just bringing in new energy, new possibilities. And today's theme is creating miracles amidst chaos. Aw, don't we want to create miracles amidst chaos? Whether it's the chaos of our own mental thoughts or seemingly what our body's doing or what's going on in the world or in our families or in our cars, on our bank accounts, on our planet, on the environment. So this, this business, busyness of creating miracles amidst chaos is a very practical endeavor. It's something that can be done. There is mystery to it, of course, because the mind is only capable of knowing so much until it's fully linked with universal mind, which I'm on the path to. And if you're with me, you are too. And there are just simple ways that we can connect to the same creative power that made the heavens and the earth. That's, I always say, quote yourself. Uh, this is a quote from Cindy Lou. You have within you the exact same creative power that made the heavens and the earth. And the game here on this planet is to enjoy and to use it or to forget and then remember and then to forgive. I love this quote. This this comes from another group that I'm part of that I first heard it. it was from a place called the Thrive Academy. And I recently heard it, I believe, from Jen, the mission, vision, catalyst supreme for the Galactic Council of Women, All Genders Welcome, is that. Now, I'm going to say a curse word. So when it's when um, they text it on the bottom, they'll put like all the little funny symbols in it. Um, but I'm going to say it as a curse word, and then I'm going to say it as how they would say it on the good place. Your life is unfuck upable. My life is unfuckupable. Your life is unforkupable. My life is unforkupable. What an amazing truth that is. And you have to let go of all the things that you think about what people are doing to others because you think their life is forkupable and they forked up a lot and you forked up in the past. But there's this beautiful quote that goes something like this. Forgiveness of the created is embedded in the act of creation. Forgiveness of the created is embedded in the act of creation because creation is just a great experience for this infinite divine source to play separate, to experience love and relationship, to play and create from the, the seeming of the other. What happens is we get all caught up in the other being some nefarious source and that we're alone. We're alone. And the other is either ignoring us or are going to hurt us or we don't belong. And that's the great game. It's a divine game. So to create miracles is accessing that source within us that has always been within us, Dorothy, like in The Wizard of Oz, clicking the heels three times. And I want to start from with a quote. Um, the first quote, I'm going to read two quotes today from Grandmaster Chowkok Sui. And he was the progenitor of the pranic healing lineage as I know it. And pranic healing, I've studied so many different types of lineages. I'm a master healer many times over. And I like master in the terms of being in mastery, which means I feel confident and competent and willing to explore and to train and to practice 
and to grow and to serve. That's what it means to me to be a Reiki master, a pranic healing master, a sound master. And pranic healing don't really call, I wouldn't be called a master in that tradition, but in other traditions. Um, so grandmaster Chow Kok Suing from the Philippines, he helped quantify and put in really amazing books and lineages. Here's one book, Advanced Pranic Healing. I am an advanced pranic healing practitioner, so I've taken many classes and practicing for many years. And this is my favorite quote from him, one of my favorite quotes, and I'll read it even though I have it memorized because I can. And it's in the jacket of the book. I mean, that's it's just the foundation <clears throat> of healing. Miracles are fantastic events which utilize the hidden laws of nature that most people are unaware of. Miracles do not break the laws of nature. They are actually based on them. I'm going to read it again. And this time I'm not going to, I changed a couple words that really make no difference to the meaning of it, but I, I like to respect an author and read the actual all words. I remember when my youngest was learning to read, um, this child would frequently skip over words or change the words. And I remember saying to this child of mine, but you know, the author is in relationship with you and they're sharing something with you that they want you to receive and taking the time to read the words and say the words could be um, just an act of respect for the relationship of, of listening and hearing. I might've been right. I might've been wrong, but I just noticed that I did that. And I want to read the words exactly as Grandmaster Chow Kok Sui wrote them. Miracles are fantastic events which utilize hidden laws of nature that most people are not aware of. Miracles do not break the laws of nature. They are actually based on them. Exclamation point, he put in there. Exclamation point. <clears throat> and he left his body, I think a couple decades ago, <clears throat> maybe 15 years ago, I'm not quite sure. And that statement alone has been something. I have been in search of miracles my whole life. If you're old enough, you remember a series called In Search of that Leonard Nimoy did. Leonard Nimoy was Spock in the original Star Trek and then in the original movies. And he was in search of things like maybe in search of the Loch Ness Monster. And listen, I'll still watch a good Loch Ness Monster search even present day or Sasquatch or also known as Bigfoot. There's something in Southern Jersey called the Jersey Devil in the Pine Barrens. And when we would go once a year to the Jersey Shore, driving in the end of August through the Pine Barrens, I mean, my brothers and I, my sister was too little. We were always looking for the Jersey Devil. And I want to tell you a few years ago, I was driving back from the shore and it was um, like a Labor Day Monday or something. So there was tons of traffic. And there's a place in the Pine Barrens on the way to Southern Jersey that you lose reception. And I was stuck, you know, in this line of cars and I lost all reception. And I was looking out into the woods and I felt like a little kid. I was scared of the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. What a hilarious thing. If you hear anything in the background, because I have a Jersey devilish here with me today, Helen, who is <laughs> so many things in my life, friend, uh, creative coordinator, um, the, the Galactic Council original midwife, and now the connector is here being in great service to me. She is the Jersey angel come to Pennsylvania where I am right now to help me with technology because I got a new iPhone with her because she does closed caption for the technologically evolving when I get things. And I mean, surprisingly, 
all my contacts didn't go over. The last two years of contacts are not over and um, she's saving out voicemails. I do this thing that when I think people might get close to skedaddling to the other side, I like don't erase any of their voicemails. So um, Papa, if you're watching this, <laughs> I mean, it's only because you're 82 or 83, whatever you are. I've got like 40 like phone messages from you. Like, what if it's the last one? I've got some from my mom. She was the first one when we really did sign the DNRs. And a friend of mine was just helping do that for um, her sister who has a um, an illness that's pretty intense. It, it's something. I mean, I believe death is not the last act of a cruel or absent God. And I say when it's my turn to go have a party, mazel tov. And I'm so happy once people transition. But the one feeling that I can say that I can't even imagine looking forward to other than from a spiritual esoteric sense is grieving. It's it's an intense process to grieve. It's meant to be intense. It's very much about the body and the emotions. And on the other side of the waves of grief is God. That's a way to create miracles amidst chaos. Um, it might seem that people you love are leaving this realm, which they are, and it might seem chaotic. But the miracle is to actually, here's a very practical step to create a miracle amidst chaos um, when things are being um, seemingly destroyed or dissolved and things that maybe made you feel secure or made you feel loved or you enjoyed being with is to ride the crest of grief like a wave and then come down the other side. Don't stunt it going up. Don't indulge it on the top. Don't, um, don't halt it going down. But on the other side of grief, is an awakening within you, an awareness, an increasing consciousness, that willingness to feel the feelings of being a spirit, having a human incarnation, and to feel the illusion of loss is like saying yes to the game. And the alchemy of that is when we say yes to the game of life, we kind of get the, the code that it was written with. We get more awareness of how these hidden laws of nature that most people are unaware of operate and how to direct them. One of the, the names for creation is Maya or illusion or God's shadow. It's time for me to do the litany. However, you know, the greater God, great spirit, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, science, nature, Allah, goddess, universe, divine, higher self, higher power, source. However, that you know, like nature, group conscience, anything, how you know something greater than yourself. That force, that wonderful force is within us and we get to create with it. And so Maya being God's shadow, once you know that you're creator embodied in human form, once you know that you're a spark of all that is, and you have the exact same creative power that made the heavens and the earth within you, and you're willing to imagine and dissolve the limited notions of pride and shame so you can have the dignity and humility of someone awakening with all of the fun and the mess of it, then you get to move the shadow. When you are the light and creation is the shadow, it's like bunny ears. Little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest for the eagle's wings. We then are the emanators of light. We know that to be true and we can create here in this illusion, in this creation, in this Maya. There's an author called Llewellyn Von Lee, and he's from the Golden Sufi organization. I believe he was born <clears throat> in England and now is in California. And he's written a whole bunch of books. One of them is the alchemy of light. Another is the bond with the beloved. 
But what I remember, I think it was from the alchemy of light, is that we all now need to become what we had given clergy or lamas or monks or nuns or <clears throat> however, in, in any kind of religious lineage, we've given a master, a murshida. We all need to become that conduit for the primal energies of existence and be able to interface with them because he said this and many people say it and I know this to be true. What is going to bring healing to our precious planet and the systems of our planet and the ways of being that still encourage um, hunger, unnecessary hunger, starvation, war, violence, fear, separateness, um, existential terror and dread, all of those kind of things and the, the delusion of lack, all of those things are not going to be healed or transformed or alchemized. I don't know that alchemized is a word, but I like it. Alchemized from the, the level of the thinking that we created it with. It, it's by definition a lesser evolved level thinking that's created what we see in the fleeting now. The fleeting now is always a result of the past. The eternal now is that space of timelessness and grace that when you take a breath or when you meditate, and hopefully right now here with me, you can... Um, won't you be my breathing neighbor right now? As Mr. Rogers would say, it's so wonderful to have a live studio audience. <laughs> Hear the little giggles from Helen in the background. I think it's foreshadowing. I know it's foreshadowing for me. And so taking these inhales and exhales 360 degrees and letting yourself take a daring dive into the eternal now. Whoosh, into that space that the, the purified, non-personified energy that made everything comes from, that springs from, so that we can be here to help your mind open, your ears open, your eyes open, your heart open, your body open, your energetic field open, have all of the, the systems of the unique flower that is you open so that you feel the inspiration and the confidence to create miracles amidst seeming chaos and that you can access the same miraculous power that said, and let there be light. And there was light. And there was also dark right away, by the way, equally created. Because how do you know the light if there's not the dark? And to be able to be able to use those forces to compassionately dissolve the attachment to darkness. You know, the yin and the yang, there's balance is light and dark. There's nothing wrong with the dark. As a matter of fact, the feminine energy, the energy of the womb of the mother, the mother earth is a dark energy, not dark in the sense of nefarious, but in the sense of how to gestate and create something new. So it's it's just an, a beautiful occasion to be able to, in this moment, in this fleeting moment and eternal now, connect into your capacity, your superhero, actual superhero capacity to create miracles for yourself, for those thoughts of your mind that run amok, for your body that needs TLC, for your relationships, for your world and more. It's just time for it. And it is a joyful endeavor. I want to read my second quote now, and it's from a man named Darwin, Darwin Shaw. And it's from a book called Effort and Grace. Let me show a picture of it. Look at this beautiful yellow rose. You might see in the background, uh, 
The StreamYard, which is the service we use, flips me around. So I don't know my left from my right when I'm like, but if you can see that yellow flower back there, that is a tulip that was painted by a dear friend of mine, Inga, who's also her whole family's members of the Galactic Council Women, All Genders Welcome, because they're willing to play and imagine a new world of being and to link arms across this great planet with similarly spirited, deeply caring people in, in service to up-leveling and uplifting the world. She sketched that outside what was what's called Samadhi or the tomb of Mayor Baba in India, in Maribad, India. And so Darwin Shaw was a follower of Mayor Baba. He's not in his physical form anymore. His soul dropped his body. That's really what happens when we die. And it feels like a great big poo. So, I mean, neither seek death or fear it, but oh God, that is just one of my soapboxes is this business of skedaddling to the other side. Again, grief, it's a, it's a mofo. However, it's a, a very productive mofo. So effort and grace. Open secrets in Mayor Baba's discourses, and discourses means teachings. I'm pretty sure that mofo has never been said before in the history of reading these words, and I think that's a new creation, and I think that the infinite greater one is okay with this. So this is um, from a little subchapter. The chapter itself is chapter 12, Maintaining Our Spiritual Flow. And this first thing, he always quotes Mayor Baba before he starts talking about um, what he's sharing with us. This is from Baba. You make the effort and I will give you the victory. It is a divine struggle with purpose behind it. You make the effort and I will give you the victory. It is a divine struggle with purpose behind it. And what's so amazing about this is that the I, yes, your personified notion of Christ, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, however you know the greater, yes, we interface with the greater like that. But then we come to know that whatever the greater is, we are that. that, that you and I are not we, but one, whatever that greater force is. And the effort, I think, is the personality self, the seeming separate self, the ego self, makes the effort to awaken, to be able to believe in something greater than itself, to be able to serve love rather than separateness, while still honoring the needs and the joy and the potential and the pleasure of being in a body. And then when we make that effort, which is not burden and is not force and is not harrowing, it's effort, it's momentum, it feels good, it's the pulse, it's a movement. When we make the effort, I will give you the victory. The I is our soul self, our higher self, our higher power, also synonymous with the greater God. And that is another miraculous formula to create miracles amidst chaos, seeming chaos. It's also true that chaos is just order that we don't have the capacity to understand. I'm pretty sure Hafiz said that, the perfect poet Hafiz, but if not, it came from me. But I think that's kind of paraphrasing something that Hafiz said. But since we're all one, I mean, I'm Hafiz too, so Mazel Tov, I said that. So that I, the I am, if you follow any of the new moon ignitions, the I am is the abracadabra statement. I am giving the victory. I am giving that victory, which is really the dissolution of the separateness so that we can play and enjoy the separateness. So this is from a subcategory in this chapter and it's called Something is Happening. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of that song. There's something happening here. 
I'm not, I don't, I can't sing it very well, but it's not exactly clear. Better stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Music is so great. One of the things I heard once was that um, singing is the fastest way to connect to the divine. I mean, there's rhythm, there's music, there's play, there's harmony, there's vibration. And then singing, um, singing, it just feels like that's the the longing of the soul being given its, its airtime here on the planet. So here is this paragraph-ish quote. I'm going to use my glasses because this is a little more Lilliputian. And if you ever watched or read Gulliver's Travel, that he went to Lilliput, which is the little people. And I think Lilliputian is one of the most funnest words to say. So this is, oh, now it's not a Lilliputian. It's in giantness. Something is happening. Great concentration is needed to let go of our paradigm, to drop our habitual ego definitions and pierce our sanskaric veils. I'll, I'll describe that later. In letting go, strong bindings are loosened at the heart level and powerful energies are released. We break through to the level of energy, the subtle realm, which produces inner vision. We perceive true values and light. As more energy begins to pour into our consciousness, a centrifugal force becomes established within us, which repels the invasion of unwanted sanskaras and old habit patterns, old habit patterns, and precipitates our consciousness into the realm of energy. We sustain a higher voltage, a higher vibration and velocity of consciousness, and we experience buoyancy and some degree of inner freedom. This is meant to be permanent, and it will gradually happen after we uproot the habitual paradigm. I'm going to read that again and give some, take what you like, leave the rest. I have a lot of like, I do my best to interpret this and share in, but I, I don't know. I, I just had this thought, who am I to interpret these words? And then I just thought, who am I not to be? So, um, okay. Something is happening. Great concentration which is just where we move our attention. I mean, just to, what do we to attend to? Do we attend to the horrors? Do we attend to those nefarious stories that we hear or we tell ourselves? Or do we tend with great concentration? Great concentration is needed to let go of our paradigm. A paradigm is a way of thinking. Um, by virtue of that, it, paradigms are generally limited. Unless you're a perfect master or God realized, like, We've got some limited thinking. We've got some limited ways of being. So great concentration or attention, not hard, vicious, terrible, that effort, great effort and concentration with bringing into, you know, con with and centration, bringing into focus, into materialization. Great concentration is needed to let go of our paradigm, to drop our habitual ego definitions. Ego definitions by, I mean, ego is the affirmation of separateness. So the definition of, of us being separate from that infinite source or other people being separate from it and being separate from creative power that could instantly heal ourselves and everyone and everything, which people would call miracles. 
But as Grandmaster Chalco has always said, that's using the hidden laws of nature most people aren't aware of. Because when you just with great concentration drop the habitual ego definitions and to drop the habitual ego definitions and pierce our sanskaric veils. Sanskaras um, is, I believe, a Sanskrit word. And I, when I see sanskaric veils, I see it like if you ever took a, a baseball or a part, any kind of ball that has the strings um, of rubber rolling it around it, rolling is not the right word, but it's sanskaras are the, the bindings, are the experiences that we have that have caused us to um, operate from a more limited way of being. You know this, it's our defense structures, it's our, um, it's our kind of when we are, how to say it's so righteous, like, I'll never let that happen again. But it's not from self love. It's not a natural boundary. It's, it's just all of those wounds that cause us to try to avoid pain. And and the in the, the corollary to that is if you avoid pain, you avoid pleasure. If you really try to avoid the necessary suffering on the planet, you're going to avoid the um, infinite joy. So piercing through those veils. In letting go, strong bindings are loosened at the heart level. So the heart level, we have a front heart chakra and a back heart chakra. We also have a behind heart, like an infinite heart. It's called the dill in Sufi terms and many different lineages talk about that. But when these strong bindings are loosened at the heart level, powerful energies are released. Power comes from the word Latin, posse, which means to be able. So powerful capabilities, superpowers, dare I say, being a superhero that I am. These glasses are so smudged up. I don't know if you can see it, but when I look at the camera like that, I'm all dark state lighted. Um, so um, we break through to the level of energy, the subtle realm, which produces inner vision. You know, that whole third eye stuff and the pineal gland, the God gland and the, the blue pearl, all of that, that inner vision, which we then merge with the um, great computer programmer in the sky or in our heart, the, the, that made the program called creation. And we perceive true values and light. Light, we know how to move the light. But I, I have the great blessing too, is to see so many more things now of the subtle realm. I can see the emanations of light from different chakras and coming off different bodies and in different occasions and see the different matrices of my mind and my body and my cells more and more. I mean, I have lots of awakening to do, which is so great because I mean, game's not done yet. As more energy begins to pour into our consciousness, a centrifugal force becomes established within, which repels the invasion of unwanted sanskaras and old having patterns and precipitates our consciousness into the realm of energy. My nose itches a lot when energy gets high. It's a really cool thing. And I get tingling in my ears, which I think is cool. I remember Great Adventure, going to Great Adventure in Six Flags, or now Six Flags in New Jersey as a field trip when I was little. I went to a Catholic school in Freehold, New Jersey. And yes, I did know Bruce Springsteen, but not at that time. It was later. Um, that centrifugal force, there was this gravitron where you would go into and it would spin you around like crazy and you were you know, put in your face would go back. But if people like spit, it would come into your face and the snot would go up into your eyes. I mean, it was quite a thing. So whenever I, when I read that centrifugal force, and I've read this book personally a number of times and have done it as part of a, a book reading group with the Baba Zoom community, that centrifugal force is so visceral for me. 
so as more energy begins to pour into our consciousness, a centrifugal force is established within and repels the invasion of unwanted sanskaras, unwanted tenses or, or victim consciousness or limited ways of thinking and old happen patterns that you know those old happen patterns, <clears throat> habit patterns, other hard to break. So this just naturally does it and precipitates our consciousness into the realm of energy, into the realm of, and let there be light and there was light. We sustain a higher voltage, a higher vibration and velocity of consciousness. I mean, velocity of consciousness. If someone, I love that term velocity of consciousness. I think that's a great superhero name. Who are you? I'm the velocity of consciousness. Oh my God. Well, could you want to play? I'm the Empress of Infinite Mind, Radiant Love. I could use the velocity of consciousness. Yeah, yes, it, all of that. And we experience buoyancy. Aww. Isn't that the antidote for depression? Buoyancies, not to be depressed, but to be buoyant, which means we're not going to drown. Oh my God, so great. And some degree of inner freedom, which means, you know, we're, we're increasing in the inner freedom. And this is meant to be permanent. You know, there's a, I heard once from one of my teachers years ago, She's no longer in the body. And I, I, I don't think this came from her, but um, I've heard it elsewhere. Is that the only thing we take with us when we die or when we skedaddle to the other side, when our soul drops our body, is our spiritual progress, which means that awakening to our true creative power and our true nature. So this is meant to be permanent. It will gradually happen after we uproot this habitual paradigm. Aww. So it's happening right now. Oh, the book dropped. Um, this longing to feel more secure in ourselves, in our worlds, as financial markets do what the financial markets are doing and maybe do things that we've never seen and I've never seen in my lifetime before. It's so um, vital, like vitality, life force, energy to remain in our life force, to understand that we can create miracles amidst the destruction that's and to the example of that is when someone is skedaddling to the other side, when souls cross realms, whether they're coming into this world or leaving this world, to me, it's one of the most heightened states of energy, both equal in it. it it's it's just extraordinary. And and the gift that a soul incarnating into human form gives us and a soul dropping their body to go into the next realm and the, the gift of the greater is to be immersed in the power that creates human life. I mean, this, this, this temple of the living spirit that, that then is released, um, that energy is so heightened and you can, it's like ripe fruit for the looting, whatever. I, I tell people that when someone they love is crossed or about to cross to the other side to imagine that you're in the greatest energy healing ever, you're at the Oracle of Delphi or you're seated at the feet of how you know the divine and you're granted wishes to come true for you. And that's that kind of energy. It's like where we then can receive that gift. So creating miracle amidst chaos of, of those that we love leaving. I mean, that the process of birthing and the process of birthing the soul, I mean, it's a thing. Having done physically four birthings out my physical form and witnessed countless others and facilitated them and been present for so many skedaddlings in my capacity as a family member and friend, but also as a healer that the, that it can be, who knows exactly how it's going to go. I mean, you, you have some ideas how it's going to go, but it is, it takes on a life of its own, this business of coming and going. 
it, there's no script. I mean, there's, there's generalities, but there's no actual script. The timing is beyond our control unless we get to the point of a C-section or you Dr. Kevorkian someone to the other side. It's just a process and there's some pain in there and there's some uncertainty, but there's also that, that willingness to connect to that which made the human experience. That is the knowing, that's the velocity of consciousness. That's the higher vibrational energy that we have access to. So as things in our world seem chaotic and things that we love and maybe things that we hate get destroyed, it's really not a cause for egoic separate celebration or um, intense lamenting and um, complaining or outrage. I mean, maybe some, you know, experience your personality, but it's a cause of great dignity and humility to be able to choose to be a force for the awakening of consciousness, to be able to commit with effort to utilize hidden laws of nature that you have been unaware of. There are hidden laws that are awakening to me every day in my practice. And by virtue of people joining Prosper Plus and Prosper Plus Premium and the Galactic Council of Women, All Genders Welcome, and this new forum that is being birthed out of the longing of women who want to attract gobs of money and oodles of power and uplift themselves in the world. There's so much that we can affect right now. And nothing brings my personality self more serenity, more aliveness, more inspiration, more hope, more laughter, more delight than inhabiting what I've come here to inhabit, to know that I came here to play as being an empress, as being a master in mastery. I mean, it's such a fun word to be an empress of infinite supply, that there is enough, there's more than enough people. There's actually, there's such amazing places in the cosmos that are created to be a funnel for the originating creative force. And I have been gifted to know how to direct that and to receive activations from the highest light forces of the heavens and the earth, and specifically the energies of the feminine divine, like Lakshmi and Durga and Lalita and Aphrodite and Isis and Ishtar and more. I mean, this is my wildest dreams coming true. I used to watch too many shows when I was younger. And there was these two shows on Saturday morning. They either after the cartoons, like the Justice League, where the Wonder Twin <laughs> powers and all of that were, it was a, it was a you know, a, a show with people um, in it. I don't know what to call that, like the opposite of a cartoon, because maybe we're all a cartoon. But there was Shazam, and I love Shazam. And after Shazam was Isis. And this woman would say, oh, mighty Isis, and she would inhabit the goddess Isis from the Egyptian um, lore. And then when the world changed the way it did a few years ago, and there was an organization in the world, which still is called ISIS, I was like, oh, can I say mighty ISIS anymore? And I believe that I can knowing that I'm inhabiting the originating feminine divine as ISIS represents it. And um, time to ring that bell, the inhabiting the divine energies, regardless of gender identification the purity of that, the raw creative fuel that made the heavens and the earth to create miracles amidst the chaos that our personality might not understand, but that our soul is designing. We are collaborating together on this planet. Here's some blasphemy. The evildoers in your mind, as well as the good doers, 
we're all collaborating. We, our free will is whether we're going to enjoy it or not. And whether we're going to let go of this illusion of separateness and collaborate in ways using that infinite power within us to serve others. I, I had just such a beautiful conversation with a, a just an extraordinary man yesterday. And he said something like wanting to serve others in the natural world. Like that was his longing to serve others and the natural world. How amazing is that? So those miracles that we're creating amidst this chaos, I'm going to be bringing this to a close right now, inviting us to connect our breath, which is an alchemical power, you know, led into gold. But really what it does is when we take conscious breathing, so much happens at a biological level that is crazy. Great cortisol goes down, endorphins go up, blah, blah. You literally get younger and blah, 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 and all that. But that we all are saying yes to our incarnation, saying yes to the choice we made to embody ourselves in a, a human form and to pretend for a while that we were separate and that for the forgetting and remembering of our infiniteness, which is a very courageous thing, by the way, every time a soul comes in, it is a courageous commitment. I always like to say people, nobody on the planet has commitment issues. Once you come into a soul, you're commitment, committed. You just get to choose whether you're committed to ambiguity and lack and suffering and separateness, or you want to be committed to expansion, growth, effort, grace, community, crazy great superpowers within us but I want to invite us into that 360 degrees light prana coming in, not just through your nose, but through every aspect of your being. I call this universal breathing, the universe breathing, the universe, the multiverses, however it is, you know, the cosmos into your form to cleanse and revitalize that centrifugal forces repelling anything and, and dissolving all those limiting habitual patterns so that you can get the great serenity and the great revitalization of being a soul-infused personality who is saying yes to miracles and saying yes to be willing to join up and collaborate with others, similarly spirited. I invite you, as I always do, if you haven't already, to collaborate with me. We need legions of like-spirited, willing people willing embodied divine incarnations to be able to play together to bring in a new world and it can be so so much easier than we ever imagined i'm living that the people that are joining are living that and all you just do is join and receive it's like the wizard of oz you know if, if you believe or the field of dreams if you build it they will come all of those wonderful things that stick in the consciousness of people are because that resonates with the truth within. So dear, wonderful people, I am resonating with the truth within you and it feels pleasurable. And yes, I'm feeling it in my root and all the way up. And as I say, less isms and more gasms for everyone and the collaboration, the miracles will ensue and the chaos, which is all that unnecessary suffering that we humans create will dissolve and can dissolve in an instant. <sighs> Love, power, and blessings to a wonderful person.